welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Welcome to the Breakfast with Champions room. My name is Nate Forrest. And on Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Central, my time, I'm in Nashville right now at 10 a.m. Eastern. We have uh, something we call Live with Jude and Nate. Uh, we uh, talk with Jude and Nate, Live with Jude and Nate. What, what are we calling this, Jude? Good morning, Jude. Hey, good morning. Well, listen, you know, this is this is new. We're only in our, what, third or fourth week here. So it's Live with Jude and Nate, and here we are. Good, good morning, good afternoon, wherever part of the world you're in. Great to be with you. Hey, Nate. You sound pretty energetic today. How's it going? I am blessed. It's a, it's a beautiful, chilly day here in Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm still getting used to this winter because I came back from uh, Vegas uh, about a week ago. And I cannot wait to get back out to Vegas in a few days. But uh, we've got a special guest lined up today. We had uh, uh, somebody scheduled that was a World Series of Poker main event champion who had to back out. Uh, he couldn't quite make it. So we're going to reschedule him for another day. But we are going to be talking with a business titan who has an incredible track record uh, of success. And not only for himself and his family. But he has an incredible track record of helping others succeed, helping others 
uh, uh, create a path of success. And so that's what we're going to talk about. But, but, uh, but Jude, let's, let's tell everybody a little bit about you. Some people haven't been here for a segment. Let's take a, about two or three minutes. Let's talk about yourself, why we scheduled this segment, because you've interviewed quite a few powerhouses in your time. You, you have a business, Kobe, the collaboration of brilliant entrepreneurs. You've talked with people like Phil Jackson, Oprah Winfrey, and uh, what goes in as we get into this discussion here in a minute with our special guest, who's an absolute business titan, what's what's important that we cover in a good interview? Uh, and, and, and how did you get into this career? Tell tell just introduce yourself real quick and I'll tell her, tell everybody what goes into a good interview. Well, thanks, Nate. Yeah. But, you know, for a good interview, first of all, I started my television career. If anyone I know a lot of people on the stage, but if anyone hasn't, I started hasn't we haven't met yet. I started my TV career in Los Angeles. I'd been in public relations before, and that had been my business. I was entertainment PR, and then I started my own agency here in L.A. And and I would have guests on Regis Philbin's show, and, and his executive producer came up one day and said, hey, Jude, you're missing the boat. And she got right in my face, and she was kind of wagging her finger. She said, you're missing the boat. She said, you should be in front of the cameras, not your clients. And she turned around and walked away. So I called her later and said, hey, I'd like to have lunch. And she said, I know why you want to have lunch. And she said, okay. So anyway, long story short, she gave me an audition. And she said, Regis doesn't need a, a co-host. He has one. But she said, you are right for television. And so Regis kind of mentored me and everything worked out. And, and so I did TV news and TV talk. And then I had a live morning talk show. And, and kind of like what we're doing here, except we were on TV, Nate. And we'd have different guests on. And so I was very fortunate that I had the public relations experience. So we do a lot of media coaching today too. And so I had the PR experience, what makes a good story, what makes a good interview, how do you get ready for a good interview? And then also whether it's actually newsworthy or not and how to tie it in and all those kinds of things. And, and we all are excited about our businesses, our products, services, but new book or whatever, but it's got to tie into what the audience needs and what the viewers, listeners, and uh, people want to hear and what, what, what's topical, what works. And not everybody works for all, we're not all, it's not all equal in terms of everything for all media. And so really knowing which media would cover what kind of story. And so that was that was one part of it. So I had the PR and I had the, the television on camera. Then I also asked for uh, and, and received, I, I got um, a co-producer on a couple of my shows because I really wanted to have input as the kind of guest and which direction that the show was going in addition to being the on-air talent. So. I, I kind of covered all gamuts of it. So when, I, when I'm media coaching, we bring that to our clients. And you ask about what makes a good interview. Well, this is really interesting. And I think that the one thing that I noticed that, that people have a really difficult time with is taking a story and, and stopping. And when I first went on TV, I would say to my mother, because I'd get these really long-winded guests on, and I called my mother one day, and I was just so frustrated. I said, Mother, I just don't know how to stop these people. I said, I ask one question, and then they take three minutes answering the whole segment, and then we never get to any other questions in, and, and maybe what they're answering isn't even the answer to the question. And she's, I'll never forget this, Nate. She just said, well, Judy, just interrupt them. That's what everybody else does. <laughs> and, so, and so you learn that, but sometimes, and I say this to everybody listening, that sometimes it can be a really long, long answer. And then that turns another thought and then another thought and another thought. And, and sometimes people will go on for like, I've, I've timed people even on Clubhouse with a seven minute answer. That's a pretty long answer. So I think that uh, learning to be and, and listening, obviously, to the question being asked and listening to the answer. And, and you're right, Nate, I did cover a lot of a lot of stars in um, Phil Jackson and Oprah Winfrey and Tom Selleck, Tom Cruise, and Larry King. Larry, I just did a post on him and do one today on Instagram, I think. Uh, his, his anniversary of his passing was just this last week, the 23rd. So I had really, Larry didn't mention me. We just knew each other and had good conversations, and I interviewed him a couple of times. But Regis was a good mentor. So I, I learned from some of the best. So that's how I got started, Nate. Thanks for the question. I think this is a good clip for anybody coming back listening to the replay. But other than, you know, being, in, you know, listening, and uh, really paying attention so that you know how to maybe change your follow-up questions. But uh, give us one other tip uh, in interviews before we jump into our interview today, Jude. Maybe one, one, one uh, ninja tip or something that people don't think about, uh, you know, how to come up with good questions. Give us a quick tip. Well, you know, for one thing, I didn't know this. And when I first got on television, we didn't have what we have today with being able to just go to the, you know, the computer or your iPhone or your phone and just look up something immediately. So I, I will just say this, that the more prepared you are, if you're going on a show, 
or you're going to be interviewed, the better you are and the better off you are. I remember one time I had an opportunity to go on and talk about Oprah and influence and they called me at studio at two and they said, we can, we can send a car for you. You can have makeup and et cetera, et cetera. I said, I don't need a car. I'll drive myself. I do need makeup. And, but, but the point is you can look up something very quickly. So we didn't have that advantage when I first started in TV. And so I, I just started researching and I remember interviewing and it was a guest out of, he was a specialist and he'd written a book on something like um, snorkeling or, or the account of what we're doing with a coral reef and things like that. And so I, how that's uh, diminishing. And he was my first interview. We had, a, it was a tape show, not live. And he said to me, we had a technical difficulty and we were paused. He said, how did you learn so much about me? He said, I've been interviewed on, on some of the biggest shows. And he said, no one ever asked me these questions. And so I think it helps to be curious, Nate. If, you're, if there's one thing I would say that you need, and that is to be curious. And, and I did this post on Larry King on Facebook last night, and I'll put it on Instagram today. But Larry was such a great listener. And, and I, will not, I will malign this, this quote of his, but it's something along the line, and you can read it later on Instagram. It's something along the line. When I get up in the morning, I know that I already know everything, and I won't learn anything if I'm talking. So the only way to learn is to listen. And that's what made Larry such a great listener. And someone said something to me last night, which I never thought about, and I'm going to write about it when I write my next book. I'm in process. I asked a question on a, on a stage here on Clubhouse last night and of the interviewer. The, I didn't interview this person. His name is Ryan. And I didn't interview Ryan, but the, the host who did, and then they always ask me if I want to ask a question that I'm on the show quite a bit. And, and I asked the question, and then someone came on after I did, and she said, Jude, the reason I like your questions is that they, you ask questions that apply to all of us. And I thought about that a lot, and I never had ever thought about that before, actually. And so that was a good tip for me. I mean, you're, you're always learning is what I'm saying about interviewing, Nate. I never thought about those questions, that, they, that the answers can apply to everyone. And so it's something I'm interested in. So be curious, really listen, ask the follow-up question, and then know when to move on. And that's what I'm going to do now, Nate. So tell us about you, because you know, you, I know that you've been on this clubhouse, you have this huge following, but what about you, Nate? Give us, and I know you run, and hey, if you haven't well, seen some of Nate's Instagram lately, he's getting very buffed, I will tell you that. Yeah, I'll be super brief. I definitely uh, love to uh, to stay healthy, focus on my health. You know, I definitely believe that the body is a temple, <laughs> and uh, God's given it to us. I try to take as, as good a care of it as I can. I do enjoy running. I started running in my mid-30s. But yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a social media marketer. I, I work with clients that are in home-based home -based business owners, small businesses, just help them craft out marketing strategy and a home business strategy. And a Clubhouse is a big part of that, you know. Uh, so that I'm excited uh, for the special guest today because, because of Clubhouse, he's become a, a good friend and I've learned a lot from him. He's a mentor. And, uh, uh, you know, being a social media marketer, a marketing strategist, I like to, uh, you know, you talked about how it's important to listen. It's important to be curious. It's important to ask questions that, that involve everyone. And uh, this special guest is, uh, is, has really helped, helped me learn how to uh, do things a certain way on social media. I've learned how to, uh, how to create curiosity in videos, how to be, uh, just how to pay attention to, uh, to things in my marketing strategy. And so let's dive into that, guys. My name's Nate Forrest. You just heard a little bit from Jude Jordan, the, the, the owner and founder at Collaboration of Brilliant Entrepreneurs, known as Kobe. And uh, this is live with Nate and Jude. Before we get started here in about uh, 15 seconds, make sure you tap on that little green house up there. Make sure you're following the Breakfast with Champions Club so you always get notified when we go live. And of course, we're live each weekday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time where we, you know, where we talk, we have different uh, inspiration, education, motivation. We bring thought leaders, uh, business gurus, marketers, uh, you know, ministers. We bring people who are moving the needle in their life, people who are doing positive things. We bring world changers. And it all started with the vision that Glenn Lundy had to reach out to, to uh, different leaders, thought leaders in their space who are successful in their space and bring together a collection of groups that's turned into uh, you know, hundreds of different contributors over the last year here on Clubhouse. And uh, we have a podcast. So the last thing I'll say, make sure that you check everything out with Breakfast with Champions over at breakfastwithchampions.live. There's a link at the top of the page. If you're here live in the room or if you're listening to the replay, you can click on that link. And you, you can find access to the podcast 
over at breakfastwithchampions.live as well as all of the other socials. But Jude and I are here on Wednesday mornings at uh, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern to bring different thought leaders who are moving the needle, who are making a, a positive impact, who are world changers, and as our special guests would like to call it, who are uh, prioritizing certain aspects of their life, who are world changers and who are priority living, living a life of priority. And my special guest, Tom Challen, and I see that his beautiful bride, Kim Challen, popped up here. I've been privileged to get to know him and work along uh, with him in the social media show as well as other rooms in the in the, in the clubhouse streets. And uh, Tom and Kim Challen, there's some some hidden gems, some hidden secrets, some hidden so they've done some some big things. They've built some seven-figure businesses. But uh, just uh, real quick before I introduce Tom, Tom and his wife Kim are high-performance coaches. They've owned a coaching company that, that teaches people how to build wealth while having a life. They've coached clients in companies like EXP Realty. They've coached clients in multiple, multiple network marketing companies, small business owners, coaches, course creators. So they have clients in multiple different spaces. And right now they've built another seven figure network marketing business while building their own coaching business. And so Tom Challen, thanks for being here. You, you have a track record, track record, a track record. You have a track record of success. And one thing that I've noticed about you is you've helped other people create track records of success as well. You've coached people down their own path. So, Tom, thanks for being here. Good morning, man. How's your morning starting off? Oh, man, the same way. Every morning, kind of sitting next to the fireplace, getting getting my day ready with Bible and prayer and focusing on, on crushing the day, brother, and waiting for my beautiful bride to come down and sit next to me in their fireplace. But wow. good to see her on Clubhouse here. Hi, beautiful. But she's in no-talk mode. Thanks for jumping in here, man. We Tom and I had talked about scheduling an interview in, in an upcoming Wednesday and uh, I was supposed to start, talk with a World Series of Poker main event champion today, but he had to back out at the last minute and uh, was going to reschedule for another day. And so we were going to talk about what it's like to be all in at the poker table, what, it, what it's like to be all in in business. And so this is a great pivot because Tom is anything but a pivot. Tom, Tom is going to bring some, uh, you know, some powerful tips for you guys on how to, uh, how to build wealth while creating a life. That's the, the mission statement behind his coaching company. And uh, while I don't think Tom's a poker player like myself and uh, this guest that we're going to have in a few weeks uh, rescheduled, I know that Tom knows how to go all in on his business. He knows how to go all in on life. He knows to go all in, all in on his clients. And one thing that I know that Tom, you and, and Kim are all in on is your family. Tell us a little bit about you and your family and, uh, and, and how that happened. <laughs> well, it happened with sex. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, so no, my wife and I have been married now for 20 24 years and she's been in business actually since she was 19 years old with her father and i i started in business when i was super duper young just you know doing landscaping and started uh moved to move from ohio like literally graduated high school moved to ohio i mean from ohio to california and started hanging out playing football in riverside california with and i saw my roommates with you know drinking beer and having parties and i started a recycling company from that but, um, and I could go, go into that story, but yeah, I met my wife 24, 25 years ago and we've been in business together 24 seven for, for those period of time and had four babies. What's crazy is we, we say babies, but my youngest is 18. We have two identical twins, the identical twins, Nate, I don't even know if you know this, we're born on my wife's birthday. And then we have our oldest daughter who's crazy getting married in four months. So how do you build a business? You guys have a family. You guys are always out having fun. You'll travel. You see, you post, uh, you know, some of your, I, I don't know if all of your children do, but I know at least one or two of them have successful TikTok channels. You guys are always creating content together. Um, is that the key to having fun with family, like building a TikTok channel with your family? How do you build these successful businesses? And we'll get into, you know, some conversation about your businesses here in a minute. But how do you do that while still having a life with your family and enjoying family? I think there's a lot of people listening that could, you know, could benefit from this right now. They're thinking, how do I balance business and life and family? Yeah. Well, I'll just say our theme, our purpose in life is priorities. You know, one of my pastors many years ago said to me that the most important things like i have a word for you and it's your, your priorities and from from that moment on we everything we've ever built our companies are all around priority living is our company 
And we didn't practice it though for many years, especially in our twenties and thirties. I mean, my wife and I, I'll never forget. My wife had a baby, our oldest daughter, Morgan, and literally had a laptop on her belly a few hours later. I mean, we were, we were grinders. We were workaholics. We were 24, seven, 365 for years and years and years and really never had a life. So how we learn like how to have a life was we heard a huge crash out in the driveway when we, when we all, we had four babies at the time within three years, three and a half years when my wife did. And we heard a huge crash out in the driveway. We rushed out there and I'll never forget. Like it was yesterday, Nate, my eldest daughter, Morgan was four. And she said, daddy, where are they taking our cars? Our second car was repossessed two days before Christmas. And that was kind of like my break in moment. That was the moment I said, no more depression, no more entitlement, no more trying to do 500 businesses at the same time. I'm going to get my butt up and I'm going to just get in a zone of one business and focus on that one business. And from that moment on, we learned how to extraordinarily compress timeframes. In fact, just to get my health back, I would work two to four hours a day. And, and we were in a network marketing company at that time, but what was really wild, and, and I've done this in other businesses too, when you focus on the main thing that gets the main result, the thing that is boring, the thing that very few people want to do, Nate, when you focus on that one highest level, I'm talking a 10 out of 10, and in most businesses, there's only maybe one or two or three handful of tens. Honey, the mold guys here, can you help me? there's only like one or two handful of top 10 things. When you focus on that, it's, it's un unbelievable how much success you can get when you're in a zone of compounding. So that's how we learned how to create wealth while having a life. And as we made more money, we were able to hire people to do the nines, the, t the eights, the sevens out of the priority of 10, the sixes, the fives. And we just leveraged like crazy how to, um, how to create wealth while having a life that way. And we've just, we've gone back, we've relapsed, I will say, because when you're an ex-alcoholic and you're still trying to work in a bar, it's not easy. And what I mean by that is, is if you're an ex-strivaholic, workaholic, a personality-driven driven kind of a person, um, it's, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to do that. So we go back and forth of making those mistakes. Tom, uh, man, you talk about, you know, focusing on the tens. I know that I'm, I'm constantly thinking, you know, okay, as a business owner, I need to do you know, 15 different things today. So what are the tens? Uh, I like how you said that because, you know, you know, what are the priorities? You, you called your company priority living. Uh, tell us a little bit of that before I introduce you to Jude. I don't know if you've had a chance to, to really meet Jude Jernage yet. I know she's popped in the social media show a few times, but, but to tell us how you, how you built priority living, what kind of clients you, 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 you know, you helped, uh, uh help create their tens. What kind of clients do you serve with Priority Living and, uh, and what kind of company was that? And uh, tell us, you know, for somebody listening, how can they create those priorities? Well, let's just start. Let's just stay on the path with what are those tens? The tens, and I learned this from, like, I, I started studying books or and, and magazines and podcasts from people that are making over $100 million a year or more. Like people that were hundred millionaires and billionaires, like what do they focus on? Because you could become a millionaire by working your butt like a slave and hiring maybe one or two or three or four employees, or even solo if you have a really high paid career, sales job or something like that. But man, when you get into the bigger things, I've realized that they they focus on. That sounds crazy, and I was shocked with the answer with this. Michael Masterson, I think it was the book. Oh man, that was where I first heard it. Ready, fire, aim, or something like that. Powerful book, by the way. Um, he, the number one thing, like in almost all industries in my industry, is just network marketing in all other businesses. It's number one is sales. And then number two is sales. And number three is sales because cash flow is the king. Bringing in money is the king. And I've learned, I mean, it's so funny. People always say, and I'm doing what Jude said not to do. I'm going off on a side trail, Jude, <laughs> but the, like, how do we grow social media so fast? How do you scale social media? Because social media, as an example, could be a full time everything you got. But then I see people in Clubhouse going all in with social media, but they don't have no business. They have no money. So they're slave to their business. Maybe one day get enough influence to make some money, but they don't, they kind of, they're not balancing that. I've learned to flip it. So I'm going to focus on the cash, the money, because it's easier to leverage people to help you grow social media when you have the money. And so you focus on the main thing for whatever that is in your industry. But for most industries as a whole, it's how do you micro focus on 
bringing in the revenue, the cash flow, the thing that's going to get the fuel going so you can compound. And, and then, if, and then, and then for the priorities, I'll just make it simple, but we can expand if you want. The priorities is it's non-negotiable. My faith is non-negotiable. My time with my beautiful bride is non-negotiable and my kids and my health in that order. And, and of course, wealth. I like that. Focus on cash flow. That seems to be the priority for business and uh, focus on the non-negotiables, especially, you know, get the family, the faith, you know, the fitness, the health. And uh, seems, it seems to be travel is a priority uh, for you and your wife and your family. I, it seems like you've been bouncing around all over the place. I know you're coming out to Vegas here soon. But uh, Jude, let me introduce you officially. Uh, Tom, have you met Jude? Have you guys had a, uh, been introduced formally? Um, yes, we've met Jude, of course. She's an, uh, she's an OG. She's an OG here on this app and an OG in business. And I'm, I'm honored to be here with her. So Good, good, good to see you, Jude. Jude, what are your thoughts right now? What, what would you like to ask Tom before we dive deeper into this discussion? Well, first of all, I just want to say one thing, Tom. You know, your energy is just incredible. And I, I always like hearing you because you've got such great energy. And and by the way, everyone who's listening, if you're on a stage speaking and you've got good energy, you will energize your audience <clears throat> as well. And also in TV, you know, one of the things we'd have a guest on the show, Nate, and they'd say to the guest, Bring up the energy, bring up the energy. So I really like your energy, Tom. But also, I like what you had to say so much about um, about entrepreneurship. And, and one thing I've always admired about you from afar, we haven't met yet in person, and that is that you are always learning, you're always reading, you're always investing in yourself. And I think that's a great lesson for everyone listening to us. It's it's ongoing because we never have all the answers. And you you are influenced by people who are successful and we, you know, success as the, as the expression goes, leaves clues. And so I just, I admire that in you. And, and it was actually because Nate, because of Tom, we, you mentioned Kobe earlier, collaboration of brilliant entrepreneurs, Tom was talking about something. And, and when I was first on the app, Tom, and, and I said, well, we, we've got, and we have Kobe, our workshop this weekend in person. So it's obviously on my mind. And so we, and it's very process driven and it's in person when we're in our master part of it, we're in our fifth year now. So it's the master program of Kobe. And one of the things that we talk a lot about is delegation. And you had mentioned, I, you were talking about something, Tom, and I said, you know what? I'm going to create a delegation, a delegation um, PDF that anyone can Instagram, you know, send me a DM and they can get it. I don't know if you ever did, Tom, but it's because of you that I did it. And so, because I thought we all... Hey, listeners. If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. You need to learn how to delegate. And this is what I think, and tell me, correct me, this is the, I'm going to my question on this, Tom, is that because you are an entrepreneur, and most of us are on these apps, on these on this app and in these rooms, entrepreneurs can do a lot of things very well, but that doesn't mean you need to do a lot of things very well because then you can't focus on those one or two or three or four things that are really important out of your top 10. So you said you learned that lesson. How did you learn it? How, how did I learn? I'm sorry. How did you learn the lesson? I know you got something going on there, but how did you learn the the lesson of delegation? I oh my had, gosh! Because that's a hard lesson for most. As most entrepreneurs, by the way, have a hard time with that. And say hello to your puppy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hang on one sec. So sorry. That's okay. We're it's good. It's so here. funny. It's so funny. Okay. And I don't. I hate when people tell the story of what's happening. We have someone with mold. The dog's barking and the gardener's here all at the same time. I'm going to go it's in my office. Third Hang on a sec. It's <laughs> so funny. Never, ever, ever for the whole month, nothing happens like this. So for people like me, again, it, the number one way that I did it is through pain, like failing. I, I, and again, everybody has different personality types. And I strongly recommend like what Jude was saying, learn your superpower. Like God created you with a superpower, you're either led by a little bit of analyticalness or you're led by supporting and love and nurturing. You're led by relational or you're led by get out of my way. I want to win. I want to take over the world kind of a person. Then when you're the take over the world, like I want to win and you get sometimes blinded. Sometimes the, the, the only way those people learn how to outsource or leverage is to fall enough times or try to do everything yourself until you get burned out. So for me, little, little dumb, little thick headed, I have to get to the point where I'm exhausted, burnt out, where I'm like, okay, 
I better start creating systems and processes and start to learn how to lead instead of be a soloist. So my whole life, unfortunately, most of my career, I was a soloist. I just wanted to, it was, it was not easy to replicate and duplicate other than network marketing, which is kind of weird. I learned how to do it in network marketing because I didn't have to think of all the pieces. Like I didn't have to operate the company and payroll and distribution. And I, so it was simple for me because I just get to do a couple quick little things like find amazing humans, plug them into a simple system, help them grow their leadership by plugging them into a leadership system that wasn't me at that time. And it was simple. In traditional business, in our coaching business, you know, we had to learn how to do SOPs. We had to learn how to hire good people and do all those processes. So it came out of pain, <laughs> it came out of pain. And to be honest, like I'm 49 years old and I literally feel like we're getting to first, maybe rounding second base of how to really scale now. Like I have this, like, I'll just say, I'll just say this, this is brand new, Nate. I, don't, I haven't shared this with you or Jude. Um, our goal is to hire one person a week now, like not in network marketing, but in our traditional coaching business. So I want to create one rock solid SOP and it might be a micro task. It might just be a virtual assistant in the Philippines. It might not be like a full hire, like 30,000 a year, 70,000, 80,000 kind of a person, but, it, but we're like, how do I get someone to post on Pinterest? So I'm creating an SOP for Pinterest right now so I can scale Pinterest. And how do I get on LinkedIn? I don't want to get on LinkedIn. I don't want to think about LinkedIn, but I want to get on LinkedIn, but I don't want to do it. Right. So how do I, how do I hire someone? to get an SOP, you know, how do I get an SOP and then how do I find someone that can help me do, you know, scale LinkedIn and I might have to hire someone higher level. So that's where I'm at right now. And that's how we're scaling right now and learning how to grow. One, one well, more quick. Okay, yeah, go sure. ahead. Go ahead. No, I need I to be interrupted. Say, that's okay. <laughs> no, no, that's no, 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 no. I, I, you took a breath. So I thought that's a good time to Go for just it. pop in. Go for it. Someone takes a breath, oh, dear everybody. And then I want to turn it back to Nate too, because I know he'll have other questions, but I want to say two things that you just mentioned and one about your SOP and we call it in our, in our business and Kobe, we call it process. And I mentioned to you this once before, and I'll be happy to do an offline with you on creating process time. We've had Kobe for five years. It is process driven. And to me, a process, if it's something that's repeatable, that needs to be done more than once, it needs a process. It makes it, it's more productive. It's more profitable because people say, well, I don't have time to do these processes. You don't have time not to, because you're going to keep repeating and repeating and repeating. So I'm really proud of you for, you know, you're, you're creating systems. And if I can ever give you a hand in that, because you've mentioned this once before that, that you were going to do this, and I'll be happy to tell you how we're doing it and share that if that helps. But that's one thing. But second, what you mentioned that I thought was just crucial, crucial, and that is doing what you do best. People do not get burned out. We call it IQG, innate quality and genius at Kobe. But you do not get burned out when you are working in your genius. And that means that state of flow. That means that when it doesn't even feel like work. And it also means, P.S., we'll say this quietly, we would do this for free because we love it so much. I mean, obviously, the mortgage has to be paid and, you know, whatever. We have to keep our cars and those things. But... But it's in that that genius part, and therefore you don't get burned out. I mean, you still have to, you know, say no to things and set boundaries and things like that on your own schedule. But but I think Tom, what would you say your innate quality and genius is? Um, my, I think, yeah. yeah. So my my focus is casting a vision, seeing the vision so clearly that I can get people around that to buy into that vision. And then creating the process around that and then and then working, you know, finding the right people to help me scale that. That's what we're focusing on right now. So in my – yep. Good. Yeah, what else? No, and just getting the energy behind it, you know, really doing and, – and doing the sales part of it. So if I don't have a sales team or I don't have my Facebook ads going or I don't have my organic social going – I've got to find a way to go to the, the, the quickest source to, you know, start bringing in the cash flow so I can feed the team, feed the systems, feed the processes and, and scale quicker. Great, great answer. And I know that your bud, Nate here has got to have some questions for you. So Nate, you want to pop back in? Yeah, just got blue, uh, uh, my whole like app glitched and just uh, booted me out. So I don't know what happened, but 
I'm uh, man, I'm sitting there taking notes, Tom. Like, you know, obviously, we've hung out a lot on the social media show here on Clubhouse. I'm always learning things from you, but you know, you, you talk about the importance of you know SLP, standard operating procedures, uh, having you know having fun while building a business, you know, living life while building a business. You talked about focusing on your tens as entrepreneurs. We need to focus on what's most important to us, the our skill sets, and 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 nego and negotiate and you know, hand out, delegate the rest of the tasks. And uh, I like how you say you're hiring one person a week, focus on hiring one person a week to, to delegate the task. And then you also talked about the importance of non-negotiables. But uh, what are some non-negotiables in your life, in your business? You know, maybe one that we, we're not aware of, something, you know, I don't know if you, you know, if you do your own mold, you know, if you, if you have cleaning or if you have somebody come by and do it for you, or if that's something you guys do once a week. <laughs> but uh, what are some non-negotiables in your business? Yeah. Well, the non-negotiables in my life for priorities specifically is, you know, I, I talked about that is, and I'll just go deeper on this is dating my wife. Like, even though we work together 24 hours a day, even though we're physically together and my kids, like we're together all the time, whether they like it or not, because we work at home and they're, you know, they come home no matter where they're at and we're always together. So just dating your wife, dating your spouse. And, you know, I'd love to go deep on something, Nate, because you keep mentioning it. And I want to, I want to just drive something, a concept and our whole thing is creating wealth while having a life. And I have this concept also called the more that you live, the more money that you can earn. The more that you live, the more that you can actually grow your social media. Because I think the, the masses of us, and I'll put myself into that right now, the herd, the masses are trying to grind out the podcast they're sitting in their same home every day trying to be creative with content. They're trying to figure out how to do the interviews and like we're doing right now, right? And it works. It's huge. It's popular. It makes sense. It grows your social media. And by the way, our company and our my wife and I, we do it. With that said, I see a 10 to 100x return by doing content that's lifestyle, that's entertainment, that's outside of maybe the walls of the home. It doesn't have to be. But I'm still working on selling my wife. I guess I'm not that good of a salesman yet because I'm still working on my wife to say, honey, trust me, we don't have to grab the podcast in our office all day and, and sit and do the studios and get people to interview and do all that, that the traditional scaling business because we, I believe we can get a 10 to 20 X return by traveling and by doing like literally I have this big vision board of fun of going to every adventure race in the world of going to the best hundred restaurants in the world, the hundred best dating spots in the world, finding the hundred best burgers in the world, finding the most hundred unique humans in the world, whether they're you know world changers, like in different parts of the world, um, and really doing something that not a lot of people do. They pretend to do, and I pretend to do a lot more than I want to admit, and that's have a life. Most people freaking are not living like recess. So I want to push the envelope. I might not be the Jeff Bezos kind of income to do it this way, but you can create a really high seven figure residual based leverage base, especially if you know how to invest your money. Like we're learning finally how to do and really build that cash flow, but also have a life, which means you're not just sitting on your butt at home, sitting in front of your laptop or your phone, but you're out, you're out and you're enjoying. And I think the attraction of that, if you're intentional, the attraction of that is more powerful and more compounding with followers and likes and people that trust you, know you. And we've proven it over this last year. We tested that a little bit, tried to get my wife kind of like out doing some crazy things and adventure things. And it's amazing how like when you talk to entrepreneurs, they're like, oh my gosh, you guys are just there. You were just there. Oh my gosh, I wanted to be there. And it's like, it works. It works. And we're just, we're looking to, to go all in on that this year and next. We talked about that a while back, and that's the exact direction I was about to go in. And uh, so just talk how to have fun in business. Now, some people might, yeah, that's great for Tom, Nate. Uh, you know, you guys aren't being realistic. I work 90 hours in my business, and you know what? I only have fun a couple of hours. But this this, this is something we could talk about for four or five hours. But, but uh, really, what does that look like? Because we talked about, you know, clubhouse rooms. Are there too many tutorial conversations? Do this, do this, do this, or too many uh, lectures uh, when we could just be out having fun and, 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 and turning that into reels, turning that into TikToks, turning that into YouTube videos. Where do, where do we, uh, as business owners, where do we find, you know, uh, 
draw that line in the sand. And, you know, obviously there's procedures and, and things that we need to be taken care of. There's Zooms and phone calls and, and clubhouse rooms and things that we need to do. Um, where do you draw that line? You know, if, if you were to like structure a business right now for a client, you know, like, look, and, and let's say, let's say somebody's full-time. There's a lot of people that are working jobs and they're not even in business yet. And I like to talk to those people. Um, you know, we're talking to full-time entrepreneurs as well, but somebody has an extra 12 hours a week. Do they just go have fun for 12 hours or do they go all in, you know, for four hours and have fun for eight and then learn how to post that? Like get, tell people a little bit of what that looks oh, yeah. like. Cause I think sometimes people think that's idealistic. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh my gosh. No, this is so powerful. This is my favorite jam right here. It, it is possible to take 12 months of your life of productivity and results as human beings. 99% of most human beings can take 12 months of their life of results and compress that into 90 days. I'm even, I'm even creating a new course to do it in 60 days. I've proven it over and over because I have learned myself in and coaching, literally, we have a team right now of 30,000 women. The, the last business that we built had over 50,000 people. We've built huge teams, and I get to see the inner workings, the coaching of high performers, seven-figure earners, six-figure earners, people in our industry, outside of our industry. And I just, I've just seen that the majority of humans that are entrepreneurs that are sitting at home when no one's watching or at their offices are maybe productive at 20 30%. I mean, again, there's, there's always the the one of the one percenters, the, the 0.02 percents that are always freakishly focused like crazy eight, nine, 10 hours a day, like the Gary Vaynerchuk's or the Grant Cardone kind of personality, people that are just ultra driven kind of people. But the majority of what I find is they just waste their freaking time. So going back to the way you take one year of results and you compress that into 60 days. And here, here's, here's one of the, one of the things I teach. If every single one of you were to get a hundred thousand dollars per customer, like the value of every single, like the main 10 out of 10 activity, whatever that, whatever your 10 out of 10 activity is, and you were to get maybe a hundred thousand, or maybe that's maybe for you a million per big 10 out of 10 activity that you do every day. And again, obviously you probably don't get paid a million or a hundred. I'm just using an example. Would you focus on that 10 out of 10 activity? And because if you focus on the 10 out of 10 activity and you treat every single day, like it's the last day of the month and you're just about to win a $5 million bonus and all you need is one or two more customers. All you need is to do that one thing that you've been procrastinating. Would you do it on that last day of the month so you can accomplish your goals? Now the, now the question is, why not do that on the first of the month, on February 1st? And then when February 2nd comes around, do, do have that same sense of urgency. And what you'll find is that if you only are focused on the, the 10 out of 10s, and of course, when I say 10 out of 10s, 70% of your time that you're working in your day is your 10 out of 10. So if you're working an hour, 45 minutes or so is focused on that hyper-focused compounding thing that very few people stay consistent on. And then, yeah, you have to cram the whole rest of the day. Maybe it's your social media. Maybe it's hiring people. Maybe it's working with your team, whatever that may be for you and your company. 30% is the minutia, is the nine out of 10s, the eight out of 10s, the seven out of 10s and all that, and all that kind of thing. And when and there's so many other principles to that, but when you compress those timeframes and you really learn to trick your brain through some other mechanisms of setting goals and some other things that I do, you can work less hours in a day. And oh, by the way, yeah. So I also learned that you can do a year in 60 days, especially in my industry. And also I tell people, some people say, oh, I got nine hours to work my business. I'm like, just cut it in half. I have not met that many people. And again, if you're an analytical engineer brain, maybe they can go the distance for nine hours grinding their 10 out of 10s or eight out of 10s. But for most people, I'm like, cut that in half, especially if you're a home business entrepreneur, cut that in half and just compress the time and just don't BS yourself all day and just get, get, get the job done, get the result and go do, go be with your family. And if you learn to force yourself to do that, the next day you'll get more productive. The next day you'll get more pr productive and you'll start compounding. The reason why my wife and I become the top earner of almost every business that we, we focus on, we're not that talented. I'm kind of a dork. If when you get to know me behind the scenes, I'm, I'm a goofball, right? I'm a total dork. Look at my TikTok. You, you might think I'm a, like not even a business person, but that's because I'm having fun. I'm free. And that's, that's one of the ways that we're able to do it. How to have fun while having a life. Guys, if you just joined the room in the last couple of minutes, we're talking to Tom Challen. 
He's got his beautiful bride, Kim Challen, there in the picture with him as well as she's on stage with us. She's just listening in. And uh, we're talking to them about building businesses. They've built multiple seven-figure business uh, multiple times. They've done it several times. They're currently, uh, you know, like like Tom mentioned, they have a team of over 30,000 entrepreneurs, mostly ladies uh, in the athleisure wear company, and uh, as well as a, a coaching company. They help, uh, you know, help different entrepreneurs, uh, realtors, small business owners, network marketers, uh, you know, w- with prioritizing their steps and, uh, you know, putting systems in place to build uh, other people's businesses as well. So we're talking to Time Challenge. We're talking about right now how to have fun while building business. And uh, this could be its own discussion, its own room, its own conversation in itself. But uh, guys, if you just joined the room, make sure you're following that Breakfast with Champions house up there. Make sure you're uh, you know, checking out everything we have going on over at breakfastwithchampions.live, including the podcast. And if you missed any part of this segment, you have two options. You can come back and listen to the replay a little bit later when we shut down the room in about twenty in a, uh, about 15 minutes. And the replay will be up in the Breakfast with Champions Club. So that's one reason why you want to follow that little greenhouse. And then this interview will be up on the podcast over at Breakfast with Champions Live, uh, you know, soon uh, on all podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and other platforms. And like I said, you can find out information on that podcast at breakfastwithchampions.live. Jude, based on this conversation, about uh, you know having fun while building a life, prioritizing. Uh, what w- what would your follow up be to that? Do you have a little bit of fun, Jude Jernad? Well, yes. You know what the whole point to me is, and really with everything is, if you're not having fun, and I know it sounds cliche, but if you're not having fun, then what's the point? You know, I really, I mean, to me, my work is fun, but I also know that you burn out, and that happened to me with TV. I burned out just because I was. I lost a year of my life, um, which they told me could be two or three because I was so exhausted. And so, and even though I was having fun, I was also exhausted. So I think fun is important, but you know, you gave me an idea, Tom, for you that I don't, I think I don't remember exact name of the book, but Tim Ferriss wrote the four hour work week. And I thought, Hey, Tom could write the 60 hour work year, uh, something along that line, because I totally agree with you. If you tell someone we have four hours to get this project done, how long will it take? Four hours. If you say we have to get this done in an hour, how soon will it get done in an hour? So it's absolutely what we tell ourselves and where we waste time. And I mentioned earlier, burnout comes from not doing what you love. It comes from doing all the other minutiae, as you so well put it, Tom. So what, you know, there are network marketing companies have been around for a long, long time. And some people succeed very, very well as you have and are. Other people don't succeed so well. And I'm just wondering what you feel about, because I call the, I work a lot with solo. Um, we're doing an online course for solo, solo entrepreneurs, not the established people who've been in business for a long time, like our master. So I find with a lot of solo entrepreneurs, and, and I'd love for you to give people advice on this, Tom. They don't think about the profit. And so, yes, it's fun. And yes, doing what you love. And yes, passionate about. But if you're not thinking about the profit as well, then what's the point? It, then it's a hobby. And so what, what you're thinking about people when they say, hey, I want to get into to multi-level marketing or I want to start you know, my own business, whatever it might be, about thinking about profit and not just working as a hobby. Can you, can you talk to that? Oh, man, it is so simple. It is having the right expectation and being 100% committed. Most people get in with their pinky toe. And it's not just network marketing, Jude. I know you know this. I was listening to Roland Frazier, a friend of mine here locally to me. And he says, 1%, 1% of everybody, if you want to be the top 1% podcaster in the world, do 21 podcasts and keep going. Like if you beat, if you go more than 21, um, real estate agents, I heard the statistic years ago. I don't know if it's changed, but every real estate agent that actually gets their license, 6% of those people, those out of all of them, 6% actually sell one home. It's crazy. So in our industry, the the, the failure rate, if I'll just get it out, get it out of the thing because people say all oh, those things don't work. They don't work because 90 plus percent get in just because they want to get a discount on product or they're like, they think they're going to get rich because they've been sold something wrong maybe or someone overhyped it. It's hard work. It's almost, it's hard work, but it's so simple. And most people, they just, they're, they, they're used to having a traditional job. They start this home-based business thing or this real estate on the side thing or this podcast on the side thing, and they're not used to it. It's like going to the gym without muscles, like they're flabby. They got to build that fortitude. And the only ones that really do it, it's not necessarily having some kind of super talent skill of sales or charisma or extroversion, or it's not that it's, 
whose butt's burning enough to change their life enough and just follow the simple freaking steps of what it takes. Cause it's so painfully simple, Jude. Most people aren't, don't have the fortitude to just follow the simple processes. And of course they have to learn how to be a better leader. Of course they have to learn better discipline and do the, you know, learn how to communicate better or focus better or better organize, whatever that may be. There's certain things they, but most people just don't commit. Like I'm a pain in the butt husband, right? <laughs> Ask my wife, she's on stage and she committed to me no matter what to improve. And she saw who I can be through Christ. She saw who I could be as an entrepreneur and it's been a bumpy road, but without her 100% commitment, you know, our marriage wouldn't have last. We would, we would still be here. So when you join a business like network marketing, and by the way, I, I, I'll just say this, whether you, even if you have a traditional business, like I've owned a seven figure coaching business, like we made over a million dollars finally in 2017 with our coaching business. But when it comes to network marketing, I always tell people, even if you have traditional businesses, the profit margin is there's, there's no, there's not much overhead. So you just make pure residual income once you build it. And once you focus, I always tell people have a side home business. And I just want to say, if I can, if you are a woman and you do have a work ethic and you do have a hunger enough to personally work with my wife and I, and you're in America, click the link above. I haven't, old, I've, I haven't updated the page, but it works still. Go up there and just fill in your info and we'll get you some info. See if it's the right fit and we'll keep it as simple as that. So there's a link, by the way, the link is getbacktofun.com. <laughs> so we'll show you how to have more fun and, and build the side income. We have, again, thousands of women that are earning earning part-time incomes all the way up to full-time career moves and some, some are earning crazy money, lifetime changing money. So thanks. Thanks Jude. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute, Tom. We've got eight minutes. We do have to shut the room down at, at uh, no later than 10, the 52 after to make sure that the replay gets saved so that people can come back and listen to this replay here on clubhouse. But me and you have a philosophy. We have an idea that anybody you know, should have some kind of a little side hustle. We, we believe that it should be in the network marketing industry or affiliate marketing. Now, there are people out there building multiple seven-figure business that, you know, maybe maybe the exception to the rule. They've got all their ducks in a row. Money's coming in. They're, you know, they're building a seven-figure business. It's already in place. But for the most part, people that are working jobs or working full-time, or maybe they're already a business owner, but their business owns them. They're working 60 to 80 hours a week. You and I have a philosophy that they should look. There's thousands of, uh, of different, uh, you know, opportunities out there for them to look into uh, thousands of different people that they can work with. And, uh, you know, you and I, we work with different businesses, different companies, but we kind of have the same philosophies of how to have fun while building business. So, so let's talk about that just for a few minutes. What does that look like for people if they have an extra four hours? Like, okay, okay, I've heard about this before. Is it one of those things? Or is it a pyramid scheme? Why should people think about this as an option if they're, if they're having, a, if, if they need a little cash flow, whether it's an extra 500 bucks a month, 2000 or $5,000 a month, why should somebody listening think about one of those things, whether it's affiliate marketing, internet marketing, or network marketing, uh, why should they think about that as an option? Well, I'll, I'll just say, and I know why people think it's one of those things, because if, if an industry has 90 plus percent of the people that join and don't actually follow through, you know, people get, people get a bad name where uncle Bob did it and say those things don't work so that that that's that and of course many years ago it did have a bad reputation because because some other, you know people are you know there's always shady people in every single industry on the planet but the one thing i will say is it's just like any other business we sell a product like any other corporation in the world the only difference and this is what's mind-blowing to me because when you look like if you're a thirty thousand foot view at all the different business models that are out there when you look at network marketing it's crazy because when you get a customer the person loves that product they can in turn go around and say, you know what? I love this product. I want to share this business. And we're like, cool, here's how you do it. Then they go share and get customers. And then they go share and get customers. People are like, oh, it's one of those things. I'm like, hell yeah, it's one of those things. It's one of those things where I get paid on 30,000 people because it now, my wife and I started with 13 women. And by the way, we're in the athleisure space, like high-end luxury athleisure and fashion and fitness. So we started with 13 women. And then those women just went and told a bunch of people and on and on and on. And it's now about to go around the world. And so imagine getting paid on not just the customers that you get in your coaching business, but imagine if that sets fire like wildfire and then they just keep referring and referring and referring. I mean, when you look at it from a, again, a 30,000 foot view, you're like, holy cow, like not all money is created equal. And I know I always get people that debate that someone's like, no, no, no. If I'm making a million in this company or this industry and I make it a million in network marketing, I don't care how I get it. 
well, I do, because how much harder I had to work as a coach when I made a million a year. My overhead and my profit margins were so much smaller and the stress of, I mean, I had to build a chargeback department. I had to build a huge customer support department, logistics, operations. When you do network marketing, even if it's a side hustle, even if it's a part-time thing, man, all you do, all you have to do is focus on the 10 out of 10. And that is getting customers and giving someone a chance to partner with you. And there's a very professional, postured way to do that, just like any other corporation when you're hiring someone, except you're not hiring them, you're leading them to take a look to see if they're the right fit. Some people do it wrong, some people do it right. When you do it right, it works like crazy. Yeah, you know, we could talk about this for four or five hours, and obviously we only have about four minutes. But uh, yeah, it seems like that's the difference between that industry and other industries is the posture. You know, when, uh, you know, you, you look at, you know, owners of other businesses, their posture, they believe in it. They, they just invested 100, 300, 500 or, or 1,000 or a million dollars to open up a business on Main Street. Their posture is, man, I want to tell everybody about this. This is my baby. This is my coffee shop. This is my car dealership. This is my insurance agency. So I want to tell everybody about it. And I want to sell some insurance. I want to sell some coffee. I want to sell some cars. But then when it comes to a home-based business, a network marketing business, uh, I love these products, but I'm just not so sure I want to tell people about it. So, uh, Tom, let's kind of wrap this up. This is, man, we could talk forever, and I enjoy talking to you guys. If you want to learn more about Tom, you can come join us over in the social media show on any weekday. Uh, we Today we're talking about social audio and the power of using social audio like right now. Where else can we just kind of throw together and have a, a, an interview and let thousands of people listen to it both live and also on the replay and upload it to a podcast? There's so many different things we can do with social audio. And uh, Tom is a, is a – is a systems guy. He helped, he helps, he's done it for his business. He's done, helped it. Uh, he's done it for clients. He helps them create SOPs, but give us, are there any other tips? We have about uh, three minutes, Tom. Is there any other tips? Um, how does faith play in your role? I can think of 50 questions to ask you right now. Uh, has, 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 uh, has being a believer like myself and Jude, has that helped you build a seven figure business? Or are there any other tips that you want to give the audience? on how they can build a business, whether it's whether it's working with you guys. If if anybody's interested, hit that link, slide into Tom's DMs over on Instagram, uh, whether it's with you guys or with another opportunity. People have lots of options. What tips can you leave the people with today, Tom? That's a great way. Great question, Nate. And by the way, phenomenal interview, Jude. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, uh, Nate. And by the way, Nate's in the network marketing space. I'm in athleisure. Nate's rocking ketones. And if you're in a nutritional weight loss brain function, mental clarity, Nate's your guy for that, just so you know. I'm not a part of it, but Nate's, Nate's an amazing man and a great leader. Um, if you want to have leisure, just DM me on Instagram. It's probably the best thing you can do. Just say, show me on Instagram. By the way, my beautiful bride next to me, Nate, if it wasn't for her, I mean, people see me, oh, you got to be extroverted like Tom to do these kind of things. She's, a, she's a way less extroverted than me, super sweet, and has done this business just as good or better than me over the last two years now over the last 24 years so just want to share that you don't have to be an extrovert to do this business but uh what was the question i forgot what the question was oh oh yes okay last couple of tips you want to leave yep. with people maybe last a ninja tip or whatever whatever you got number one tip is this every i know this for a fact every single one of you were born in the creator of the the world god every single one of you was created by god which means he made you in his image which means he made the mountains he made i mean he is powerful you were all born to be fearless. You were all born to be bold. You were all born to be courageous. You were all born to never say, oh, I'm too shy. I'm not a salesman. I don't know if I could do that. I'm not, I don't think I'm good enough to be an entrepreneur. I'm not that kind of a person. That's none of it's true. Now you may have different callings and purposes in life. Totally get that. So if for some reason you're not fully unstoppable, if for some reason you don't think so big that it freaks everybody else around you because they because they did get gripped with fear and doubt and they, they've been slowly beaten down with either parents teachers and been programmed to think that you're not good enough or programmed to think that you can't really go big. The thing that's changed in my life, and it's really only been the last two years, poverty mindset ripped, fear gone, or a lot, lot less at least, um, doubt, indecision, less. I have, I have such a clear thinking that it's, I mean, I always said, gosh, if I could just make seven figures. Now the vision, the goal is humongous. It, you know, hundreds of millions to even a billion dollar company, specifically not for me, the bigger house, the bigger cars, but because I want to see what's possible to, to change people's lives and do some bigger things from a purpose perspective. But the only way, way that happens for you, for me, of course, the f highest form of transformation 
is just whenever you're stressed, whenever you have doubt, whenever you have fear, whenever you have anxiety, whenever you're struggling in marriage or business or things just aren't working out, there is a God who died literally on the cross from you. His name is Jesus, and he, he died specifically to take all the pain, all the fear, all the anxiety of this crazy world right now. And if you trust him, he offers the, he's the king of peace and, and not to mention eternal life, like where you don't have to worry about what happens when you're gone, like when you die. But when you're on earth, you become on fire for the purpose because you're called for a purpose. When you start operating in your business with a purpose, through, and again, when that purpose is the living God who lives in you, you will be on fire. Like you won't have to worry about anything uh, uh, as much because you know you have the creator of the world fighting. Tom, we got to shut the room down. Let's continue this discussion. And uh, let's jump over in the social media show room. We're going to talk about social audio. Let's continue. Let's just continue having this discussion over there, guys. We got to shut this down so we can save the replay. But join us. Click the link up at the top. I'm going to start that room in three seconds. This has been the Breakfast with Champions room. Find everything out about us over at breakfastwithchampions.live. We are shutting this room down. Thanks for being with us today. And find us on the podcast and the replay. Be blessed, y'all. Join us in the social media show. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.